Cleaning Business Life is sponsored by Clean Freaks University. That's cleaning with a K. And my signature program, the Structure, Scale, and Profit Cleaning Business Academy. If you need help with your business, please reach out. Take care. Recording in progress. Go ahead, Kimberly. Give us our fabulous intro. I love you. I love you too, guys. Welcome to Cleaning Business Life. I am Kimberly and this is Shannon. And thanks you guys for joining us. So today we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about dealing with difficult clients. I know. <laughs> and Shannon oh, knows. Yeah. <laughs> we can have some pretty tough clients and how to deal with them. So we're going to give you guys a breakdown today of how to deal with difficult clients and how to handle situations so you can be prepared on knowing what to do. Um, I took a training on this many, many moons ago, and I learned how you respond to these situations and how you handle them mm -hmm. to really make a difference and still have grace with your business and grace with yourself. So definitely for those of you who don't know, I come from the restaurant industry, so I um, didn't get a course in it. I just got life experience on how to deal with people who were upset because they it was past the time for them to eat or they came to the restaurant when it was still new, working out, you know, the kinks. I don't know why anyone would want to go to a brand new restaurant and expect five-star nope. service when nope. they're still working out the kinks in the kitchen. But that is a story for another day. So we both have um, a lot of experience, and this is a really broad topic. So we're just going to bring up some specific ones um, so that you guys get a good, like, oh, my gosh, this is what I do with this, right? So be ready to take notes, you guys. And if you're cleaning... Come back to it and you guys can check out the notes, but we're going to have something good for you guys today. So the thing that drives me nuts is that one, that client or that customer that says, I have to get, always get a discount for something, or I have to get it for free because you didn't do it right. Or you missed this or that, or one, you're five minutes late. So they always are demanding of something. Right. Ugh. I actually had a facial yesterday and um, the person who gives me facials runs the salon that she works in. And we were going over the proper way of firing this client. Well, this particular client has been in for five. And I can't believe it went on this long. Five haircuts and colors. So what this person does is she gets her haircut and color, doesn't like it, goes home and tries to snip it the way she wants it, and then complains and then gets a full refund. I'm like, why did this person get five free haircut and colors? I oh mean, the, the salon doesn't get paid. There's merchant fees involved. The pork, you know, haircutting person... Um, so, and I'm sure I'm not using the right term. So please do not punish me on that. Haircutting person. <laughs> yes. Stylist. Flight attendant, stewardess. You know, I don't, please, please do not butcher me. Um, but the poor person who did the job didn't get paid either. And as we all know, because we can all attest, having your hair cut in color takes two to three hours, if not longer, depending on what procedure you're having done. Yeah, so, exactly. She asked me because, um, you know, she's like, what would you say? And I had to walk her through verbally. So she wrote down a note so she could say it to the client today that you're 86 for life. <laughs> Don't come yeah. back. <laughs> because there uh, are those who do expect um, it for free. And if they can find out a way, a loophole of somehow, then, then they're going to do it until you say no. Yep. It's, I hate that dealing with customers like that. And you just really have to put your foot down. And it, I remember when I first had to start doing this with my cleaning business, I, my stomach would get all like in knots and I'd feel hot and warm because I was so nervous, but I know that it needed to be done. And right. you have to, you have to like put your foot down um, because 
I really, again, I'm going to say this, we're probably going to say this a lot during this podcast is that entitlement has changed. Oh my the way gosh. Question of customers. So if you were back from when Shannon and I, like way back when, you know, though those of you that are like babies, um, when Shannon and I were doing it, we didn't deal with that. Like we didn't have entitlement. Like there was no entitlement. Like, and now the society has changed and it's all about what are you going to do for me? What entitlement do I get? And I hate it. It's um, it's not my favorite thing to deal with. And the reason why it's everything is so entitled is we have, and I'm not putting blame on influencers, but I have seen them in their worst moments where they show up in a restaurant with their entourage wanting a free thousand dollar meal because they're going to promote, you know, their restaurant to the, to the influencers audience. It's not how it works. There's a whole boundary. And I don't know what small business can afford to give away a grand just because you showed up and grace them with your presence. <laughs> it blows me away. Um, and and it, it's, it's not polite. It's not something that we would have done as kids. Um, mm -hmm. We just don't, you just don't go around expecting things for free because you're popular on social media. Right. Um, and, and there are going to be the people who want something for free. You know, they're always nice over the phone. They'll agree to all your terms. They, but in their mind, they really have, no intention of paying for that cleaning. So they're going to go with the white glove and they're going to look for the one hair that you left in the bathtub and want a full refund of whatever type of cleaning you have given them. So and, and, and they're, that's where, they're out there. And that's what I was going to say. That's why having an agreement in place is so important because you need to specify in your agreement that there is no refunds. You know, we will come back and we will, you know, fix the corrected work but it's not going to be for five days later. It has to be within right. that 24 hour period that you're going to come back and you're going to fix it. So having that agreement in place is going to help you guys with those boundaries. Right. And establishing boundaries up front. Um, I'm almost at the point now where it's not even going to be a 24 hour thing because we walk all one-time cleanings is walked by a proxy or the person who's paying and they sign off on it. So there yeah. is an accountability. And if they refuse to sign off, we'll just assume, or if they don't show up for the walkthrough, we'll walk it and assume that all is good. But they have no recourse to try to say, well, you guys missed this or you missed that. It's You should have shown up when we were doing the walkthrough. It's, you know, not everybody can walk on water and things happen. But I used to way back when, and I know I've mentioned this before, way when I had Castle Keeper cleaning, I legitimately would give you five whole days after your move out cleaning to, I dared you, I dared you to try to find something wrong. I took a lot of pride in what I did. And then I didn't even take a deposit. <laughs> so um, lessons I, we've learned, right? Right. And then uh, there were people still, oh my gosh, your, your crew missed one thing. Give me a free word. And I would give them a refund. Don't do what mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> And then they would just be 86 for life. But I had, I ate the labor. I ate the time on my schedule. I eat the agitation that goes along with having to have the yeah. confrontation. The person is usually hostile and has issues going on. So there is the, the uh, I'm going to get something for free and they're out there. You have to fish, fish them out of your net. <laughs> so, Those are signs. I always say like, and Shannon and I've talked about this in past podcasts is that you need to know the signs. Mm -hmm. So you need to know what kind of like hints, like, oh, they're really nice. And, but if they start being, you know, just you'll, you'll know the signs if that's going to be a red flag customer. Right. Like I've tried every cleaning company in town. I can't find anyone to clean is a red flag. <laughs> red flag. Oh, they're not, you know, they just can't seem to understand like to do it. Or like I always say, 
Well, I've tried these cleaning companies, but none of them have gotten to the clean that I like. Right. Red flag. And I used to take that as a challenge. I'm like, prove me wrong. <laughs> right. I did too, oh, Shannon. I did. <laughs> it's the same thing. I was like, challenge. I love challenges. I'm going to do right. it. I'm going to make them happy. And oh, nope, they still weren't satisfied. So there was a, a woman who I'm not going to name because she's still alive and here in town. And um, she had some serious OCD. So when she and she legitimately, I've mentioned her in other podcasts, she legitimately made every single crew member on my team cry. So we would go in there and you had to vacuum with her Dyson, which was an older Dyson. And you guys, if you've been in this game a long time, the older Dysons are really heavy. The attachment hose is really short and she wanted her couch vacuumed, which I didn't charge her for. (laughs) And she had this really fine, um, it was almost a silk carpet. It was a Victorian. So it had the ingrained design Mm -hmm. and you had to vacuum over each spot three times and you had to count it. So if you um, were ADD or you had other things going on in your mind, you couldn't focus. And she would watch those four girls. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but I was pretty hot at the time to make sure that they vacuumed each inch of that carpet three times. And if you did not, she would actually freak out. Right. She was also the same individual. I don't know why I kept her on as long as I did. She would do the hospital clean on her kitchen floor. So she had an all white kitchen. And those of you who have ever cleaned an all white kitchen from top to bottom, they're hard to keep clean. That's my house. (laughs) And you, she would take, so she wanted steam cleaning of her floor, which I did not charge her for. (laughs) And so she would steam clean the floor and she would take a paper towel and wipe it across the floor. So if she was still, if it still came up dirty, she wanted you to steam clean it again, which I did not charge her for. <laughs> so <laughs> learn from my mistakes. This woman was just not an ideal client. She had some issues. Red flag. I know Shannon and I are trying to help you guys get to not have you guys not get to that point of what we did. Right. We want you guys to learn also, from our mistakes. Oh my gosh. She would um, what was the other thing? She would also the master was huge, like larger than my very first apartment. And she would take a shower right when we got there. Anybody who knows who has to clean anything and it was a large house, the master or the kitchen gets done first. And then if you went to the kitchen, the ki- the husband would be eating breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Or you, you clean the kitchen and then they come back and make lunch right afterwards. And like, can you reclean this? No. no. <laughs> so that kind of- Don't pick those clients. And that kind of brings us into the next one was the something extra client. Mm-hmm. Like they always want a little something. Oh, well, like I remember this, like I was at a client's house and I'd be cleaning and she'd be like, oh, can you just go out? Can you just do this for me really quick? And then she'd be like, oh, you know what? Are you able to do this one? And it's like, oh my gosh. So that's why having those extras like the a la carte in place is so important. Right. So that way you can give it to them up front. So you're not doing vacuuming of couches for free over and over right. again. Or technically vacuuming the same carpet three times. Over and over again. One, two, three. And then you were allowed to move over and you have to, you had one um, thoroughfare for the vacuum. Then you had to double over on the middle row. So you had to go halfway. So instead of the eight or nine inches of the vacuum length, you only got four and a half inches of space. So each section was vacuumed. I look back at that and that was such a light. That was such a learning lesson for me. I was, it's just was absolutely absurd for me to think that I could take on this challenge of this individual who had some OCD issues. She actually had thrown out her shoulder 
from cleaning too much. Like obsessively. Like she would wash her washer and dryer after each one. I only wash mine off when it's like really bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, when is that? Right. <laughs> it's just like time to be cleaned off. Yeah. So really look at those clients if they want something extra. Really, again, in your agreement, and then if you have the a la carte sheet, you really need to like lay out all the extras and know for everything, like laundry, trash cans. Like if they say, oh, can you wash down the trash can? That's an extra. It you is know, extra. Light bulb. You know, what was the one you put down light bulbs? So did you actually have to change light bulbs for clients? Um, when we had, um, we had used to have a really tall guy that worked with us. And so it was really easy peasy for him. And they fed him lunch. So it was kind of an even exchange. It took him two and a half seconds. I mean, he was like six foot five. I, I would never hire anyone that tall because they're really hard. It's hard for them to get um, behind the toilet. But he, he, people loved him. But yeah, there, there it's, and it's always the extra as you're trying to get your gear together and get out the front door. Oh, can you do this? Because they think in their mind that you're by the hour. Oh, well, she only took two hours. It should have taken four hours in my eyes. So she owes me. But they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're out there. They just, they always want something extra, whatever it is. Can you take my trash out? Can you, um, can you put the litter box outside for me? Or can you, um, what was the other weird thing we had to come across? The cleaning tech went into the bathroom and the cat box was in the bathtub. So the cleaning tech messaged me and said, "Um, there's a cat box in the bathtub. I go, you need to ask her if she wants her tub cleans. And she's like, I can't touch this. This person's allergic to cats. She's like, I can't touch this litter box. I go, well, then you're going to have to tell the homeowner that she's going to have to move that litter box if she wants the tub cleaned. And Mm -hmm. then can you vacuum up the litter before... (laughs) <laughs> before you clean it so you see how it just kind of graduates and graduates and graduates and it became a whole 15 minute thing or like for example if you're cleaning a smaller home and one of them is home watching you <laughs> and they're in the way right so make sure that you are not giving something extra and if you are doing something extra that you were charging accordingly yes and that's extra money we talked about that in one of our other podcasts those extras can come in handy because it's extra money for you guys in your pocket. And it's good to have. Um, The next one we want to talk about is like, how much is my bill going to be? And you're not even done with the cleaning type of clients. So tell me about this one, Shannon, because obviously this um, usually will happen with, with when their husbands are tradesmen, Mm -hmm. they, in my experience, it could have, it could happen otherwise, but most of the time when you're cleaning, the husband who is paying the bill will come up a half hour or an hour before you're done and go, I want to write you a check. What do you think it's going to be? And you're like, well, I don't know how much it's going to be. I'm not done, right? <laughs> and then, and they they push you f- to give them a price. So then you go, okay, well, I think it's going to be this, right? And then that's when, if you're working as a team, that's when your partner goes, well, this is going to take a lot more. And she doesn't discuss it with you, right? Because you've already given them price. So then you have to hump it to try to finish on time. Um mm-hmm to try to finish the job under the price that you gave them. So don't let someone push you into giving them a price before you're done. Um, That's why I have learned to always give a range. So if they say, well, how much is it going to be? I'll go higher to give me a longer time in case I need it. And then at the end, I'll say, well, you know, if I felt like it, instead of the 650, it's going to be 600 today. I wasn't sure what it was going to be when we were trying to finish up. We'll be back after a quick break. 
When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. That's where those pli- the prices come into play, and Shannon offers the blueprint pricing. So I highly recommend you guys take that if you're listening, because it's going to lay out the pricing ahead of time, and then <clears throat> there won't be any like when you go into these houses and you have a set price, then there is no explanation like oh well I have to you know write more of this or that. It's it's done. You already know the flat rate price, right? And um, that's getting ready to be upgraded too, because it's been um, a couple years. But the the pricing blueprint masterclass also comes included with the starting your house cleaning membership. It legitimately mm-hmm. is um, nine dollars a month. So and it's talked about all the basics of getting your business up and going, all the legalities, you know, the Department of Labor and <clears throat> what nine dollars is a great deal, Shannon. Because if you think about it, if you were to go to Starbucks or coffee shop and you're able to get like a large coffee, that's almost $9 right there. Oh, and then so, if you didn't tip, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> exactly. So it's $9 is so worth it. You guys um, make sure you jump in and take that. Definitely. Um, but that's been my experience with the tradesmen. It could be others. I'm just pointing out them. I'm not trying to, you know, dissuade you. I just let you know. Um, one of the things that I've been dealing with a lot lately is that the customers are always right. And right. Just, fly by me anymore and I've had to deal with this a lot lately um the past couple months and it's just been super frustrating and it's it drives me nuts it's the bad behavior that comes with this is the entitlement so you know and my my thing is is that I'm trying to make this change I posted on one of my product based groups and I was like this client it shows that this product was delivered December 18th at 1.34 p.m. And she's saying she didn't get it. So I asked her for simple things. It said in my, you know, just my uh, my stipulations that if the package, if you didn't receive the package to go to the mail, the mail post office and to get a slip to start a, you know, a claim. Right. And so I asked one simple thing was the claim number. And she goes, I shredded it. How do you shred a claim number? Why? Why would you do that? Would it, I need to have that. If you want me to give you a product, you know, then I need you to, to bring me the claim number. Right. And she just started bad behavior. And everybody in my group was like, oh, just send her another set of, you know, wool dryer balls. And, and it was the expensive ones. It was the animal ones. And I was like, everybody in my group was telling me to do that. I'm like, I'm not going to reward her bad behavior. She was nasty right. to me. She was nasty to Amy constantly. And she felt entitled. And so... I feel when you guys start getting through, when you guys start dealing with these clients, really start to like break it down. I mean, like, do I really want to reward this bad behavior? No, but you can handle it in a different situation. Right. And it's, it's a great area too, because um, reviews are great, but they can also have a double edged sword to it. If they don't get their way, then they're going to slam you all over social media. And then they're going to slam you on the review sites so if you do have a difficult client, which forces your hand in giving a refund or a free product, make sure you have a clause in that, that you agree not to disparage me or any parts of my company 
yeah. on social media or any um, review site. And by accepting this, you agree to these terms. And then yep. that way you have some legal recourse later. But it's amazing to me. And we have this happen here. I'm sure you have it, have it happen in your town. It's the bigger Facebook groups. Oh, I went to this restaurant and um, the service was great and the food was great, but they only had two servers and I gave them a two-star review. It's like, dude, <laughs> sometimes things know, happen. People don't show up. <laughs> I will say though, like those that leave that one bad review, like one of my reviews are really good. And I think I was at a four point, it was like a 4.8 or something like that. And when you get one bad review, people read through those. So they're going to read through all the reviews. They're not just right. going to be like one bad review. So they're going to see that one bad review and they're going to be like, that person's cuckoo. And right. don't. it's okay to have a bad review. But if you try to rectify it somehow, like with this lady, we even offered to give her um, a gift card from my store, you know, that she can reorder it. And she turned down $45 of a gift card. So we tried to rectify it. But she's like, no, I just want you to send me the product. So always try to find a solution, but don't let it affect you to the point where it's, you're rewarding that bad behavior. And I try to reward people like that order from me. I, for instance, will put in something for free. So people will see like once in a while, some free gifts. And I try to reward people like that because I feel like the kindness of those people are the ones that get, you know, pooped upon. Definitely. And no one likes to be pooped on. Definitely. No, I don't like to be pooped on, Sharon. So moving forward, uh, try to resolve your issue, whatever it is. And, and there are going to be people who take advantage of the loopholes you have in your system. And once you see that there is a loophole, make sure that you fix it. Like, for example, the last person that I had to sue, we did a top to bottom deluxe cleaning. Her house was already immaculate. So I was trying to figure out why we were even there. And that tells me that she um, had some OCD issues, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But then she, it became the, I don't feel that you did a good enough job. So I'm going to take back mm -hmm. half of what you owe me or, that you I paid you because it wasn't up to my standards. And it wasn't even discussed with me. It was disputed on my credit card. I didn't catch it because this is in the middle of my brother dying. <laughs> so my mind was elsewhere. And then after the fact, I tried to reach out to her and she basically blocked me as she's slamming me all over social media. And I said, if you do not fix this by paying me what you owe me, I will take you to court. And she laughed. She laughed all the ways. You'll never, you'll never win. This will never, you'll never get a dime back. I refuse to pay you. Next time you need to clean better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so just to prove a point, because this is going to be a difficult process, I'm going to sue you. And um, we'll see how this works out. So then we had to go to mediation because that's usually this the first step after you file. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, I agreed um, in mediation. I said some really unkind things. I'm not normally that type of individual. But in mediation, remember, nothing can be used in mediation at the court process. So if you go to actual court and you go in front of the judge, none of that can be brought up. So you can basically say anything to anyone and they cannot use it in oh, wow, the proceeding. So um, I said some unkind things, which I'm a little ashamed of and um, to rattle her because she just was such an unkind individual. She goes, well, I'll pay you $25 to go away. I go, you owe me an extra $375. <laughs> I'm like, no. And I go, I'm not, I'm not suing you for the money. I'm suing you based on principle. And then, um, then, it, but then I had to wait another 30 or 45 days. I don't remember. And we had to go to court and, um, 
I listened to the whole thing and then she lied through the whole process. I brought in all my pictures, oh my all God. of my paperwork, all of my stuff. And she basically lied and tried to make up things that I did or didn't do. And I said, you know, Aunt, your honor, this is not the case with this individual. Here's my proof. And I was just calm and very factual. And he goes, well, he looked at her and he, he goes, he called her name. He, uh, we'll just use my last name. Well, Mrs. Miller, um, it looks like Shannon has presented all of the facts that I need to make this decision. And I'm going to side with her on this um, adventure. Da, 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 da. And I looked at her, my face, my face. And for those of you who are watching was like, I won, <laughs> I won, I won, I won. <laughs> and he goes, um, and he told, he goes, Mrs. Miller, I suggest you walk downstairs and you cut her a check. So she had to go. I went skipping down the stairs because we have an old courthouse. It's from 1800s. Yep, it's beautiful. <laughs> you never want to take the elevator in those old buildings. So I went skipping downstairs and I waited and I was just like, I called my mom. I'm like, I won, I won, I won, I won. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, oh my gosh, that's really exciting. So my mom and I are having our own little celebration and she comes stomping down the stairs and um, has to go through the process because you have to pay the cashier and then the cashier gives you the check it makes it all official mm -hmm. and I, I went and I walked up to her and I go I told you I'd fucking win <laughs> I walked away <laughs> I love it her face was just so angry and like and oh by the way never call ever <laughs> like don't bother calling yes. and I'll let everybody know not to like take you on as a client well, it's, that was extreme and most people will walk away from the whole experience, but I'm at the point in my life where I'm here to teach others so that everyone benefits. And this individual, like Kim brought up, was entitled and didn't feel because, you know, she just moved here that I deserve to be paid what the actual job was worth. We'd still went through all the motions of cleaning what needed. Oh, and we recleaned. Um, prior to me having to sue her, the, the still, and it still wasn't good enough. And, um, Eesh. yeah, she was just one of those. And, and I, I hate how society has become. It's, it's yeah. really, everybody is trying to get something for free. Everybody wants to stick it to somebody else. It's every man for themselves. And that's not what the housekeeping industry is. That's why we focus so much on community and support. And I always reference crabs in the bucket, that mentality is not going to last much longer, I believe, in my heart. And um, I hope that I don't have to interface with too many more of those people. It just, it sucks because I feel like the kindness is far and few anymore. And that's what we need to make that change. We need to make that change to show kindness to people. It's free. <laughs> kind, being kind to one another is absolutely Euro dollars. It's intentional and it doesn't, it doesn't take any effort whatsoever to be kind. Exactly. So if you guys are out and about today between jobs, show some kindness to somebody because if you start that ripple effect, then we're just going to hope and pray that that ripple effect keeps going and just showing that kindness. It's huge. Smiling. Smiling does a lot. It does. Or complimenting. I, I That's one of my things of this goal this year is I if I'm out and about, I want to compliment somebody on something, whether it's their earrings or their shirt. And let me tell you, when I compliment them, you should see the gleam on their face. They just smile so big. And you know what? You could have just made their day. And that was free. It took two seconds. Yep. And then there's some other clients that we can briefly overview. We won't go into a lot of detail, but there's the naked client. <laughs> Kim, have you ever had to deal with a naked client? Uh, yeah. Remember that crazy lady that... Um... That I was telling you about that I did that job and she called the fire department out and 
Yeah, that was her. She was, she didn't call me names per se, but the way she was acting towards us was pretty much like that. That was, that was big. Okay. So for those of us who have not heard the story, give a brief, brief overview of what went down with, with your particular naked client. And I'll share mine. <laughs> okay. So this client, um, she was a first time clean and she wanted to do regular cleaning. So I went because I was training. So I had brought in two other employees with me and I brought a third cause I was training her. And we were in the kitchen and we were doing the cleaning. Well, you get in there. This house is like got white carpet. She's got a white grand piano, like her bathroom, everything in her kitchen. So we were in there and I was training this client. And mind you guys, I've been doing the cleaning industry for years and years and years. And so I'm showing her how to clean the, the gas stove. Well, a little bit of, you know, when you clean, sometimes it gets wet, like the little starter, like the light starter gets wet. And so it was making the clicking sound. And it was like, click, 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 click. And the lady was like flipping out. And I was like, there's no gas. Like, she's like, I smell gas. I smell gas. And I was like, I don't smell any gas. I'm like, my customer, I mean, my um, trainee doesn't smell any gas. Her husband even said, I don't smell gas, honey. It's fine. She calls the police department, I mean, the ambulance department, calls the gas company out, makes us leave and evacuate the house. So we're all sitting there with my whole staff out there for 30 freaking minutes. And she would not let us in the house. And I, all of us kept trying to tell her there was no gas. Come to find out the guy that was doing the gas repair, it was the the little um, part of the piece was broken and it wasn't from us. It just was an old stove. And <laughs> then she decided to like call us later on because we left. We like, we can't stay. We have another customer we have to get to. Right. She got upset. And so later, like later on the next week, she's like, hey, can you guys come back and redo the cleaning? I'm like, no. So I'm sure that that was my naked client. Like, oh my gosh, headache. So she really was naked during this whole process? No, she's nasty. Oh, you're talking about the naked client. Oh, I'm getting confused. I thought you said the naked client, like the client that reveals the real self. (laughs) No, I'm talking about the nitty gritty of a naked client. Oh, luckily (laughs) I have not ever, knock on wood, had to experience (laughs) any of that, nor do I want to see a naked client. I have seen some things like toys, but I've never seen a naked. Oh my goodness gracious. I've had a couple of, um, surprising experiences in my almost 15 years in this industry. Um, yeah, I have a couple of them. So the first one I will share with you is, um, I, 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 we are a senior based community, so we have mostly seniors here. It's probably 80%. It's like going to Florida, right? (laughs) So, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you have to deal with those that aged differently than the younger ones. And, um, you know, those baby boomers, those were hardcore hippies um, when they were growing up. So they're a lot more freer with a lot of things than yeah. we ever were. And um, it's it's always, <laughs> this is when I was still out in the field and I would meet them at the property or I would do check-ins and check-outs and, you know, those types of things. And, um uh, they had given us the keys to their house. We had knocked and said, and this is why you always want to knock if you're always knock, call. ring the doorbell, ring the doorbell or knock and say, housekeeping, you know, blah, 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 blah. And um, I guess they were really engrossed in what they were doing because they were doing the naughty on the couch. And I can tell you, it's always people you house. never expect it to be. And, and, and I'm just like, you know, the, those visions are forever burned into your brain. You will never forget what you visually saw. It's always awkward after the fact. It becomes like this whole like thing with you and them. 
um, I walked in because uh, for some reason the cleaner didn't have the key and I had to meet them at the property, which means that it took me like a half hour. So this has been going on for 30 minutes. You could hear noises, but I wasn't quite sure what was going on because it wasn't the normal noises I've heard. And um, we, um, they rang the doorbell, they knocked on the door, got no answer, but there was funny noises on the other side of the door. So I walked in and I took a deep breath and announced that we're coming in. Then there they were in their glories and doing their stuff on the couch. <laughs> Harry back and all. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive, Shannon. Right. It's I, I, to have the endurance of that. I was just like, wow. <laughs> but in any case, um, there's those types of naked clients. There is the, the, I call them the, um, younger middle-aged man who, um, walks around aroused and you're yep. just like, dude, I just don't want to see any of your stuff. I just no don't saluting want to hear you for me. stuff of anything. <laughs> I know. I was like, no saluting for me, sir. I don't need that. Right. And you're just like, and they're having a conversation with you or your girls and it's just there and it's all its glory. And you're just like, I don't need to say this. It's, it's not it's not appropriate, but there's some guys who just think, well, maybe maybe the maid will give me a little some extra, right? So <laughs> those are always awkward situations too. You know, how do you deal with that? Um, basically, we had an who he thought it was funny that he was totally ready to go when the cleaning tech showed up. I'm like, and I finally had to say, sorry, <laughs> I was really ready to go. Right. It's just like, you know, I, you, we're going to be billing you every time. And it became a whole thing every time that they showed up. And it happened like three times before. I'm like, this oh, is God. traumatizing for the crew. You need to stop it or you're going to get dropped. Mm-hmm. I promise. I promise. I promise. And he was really good at convincing. But in actuality, it was the thrill of, you know, the reaction that he got. So um, we fired him as a client and I built him a full cleaning each time. So the girls would show up. They'd be there like five minutes. This thing would be present in everyone's face. And, um, or he would wear a towel and the towel would just fall down low on his head. And he was, he was built, <laughs> you know, he wasn't really had to look at, but this, there was the other thing that was just there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And you have to share stories with us. If you have stories right. to tell, please <laughs> message Shannon or me and. Love to and hear then, you know, um, then there's the gentleman who it's a husband and wife and they go, they, you clean the one side of the house, you go to the other, then you forgot something in that bathroom and they don't shut the door and they're on the toilet doing their business. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the things we see. <laughs> and then that's awkward too. So we've had three <laughs> separate incidences. I mean, there was more, but I'll, those are the only ones I won't go into gory detail about the others. <laughs> those are PDs. Those are PC friendly. Those are the other ones are really like, whoop. I had no idea um, those kind of naked clients. So um, I've had the clients that um, the ones that never pick up. I've had a lot of those clients when I first started and I didn't know better. Right. And the amount of time that it took me to pick up things, toys and like just items and, you know, jackets, it, it adds on like an hour to two hours extra of your time and they don't pick up it their does. stuff. And, and picking up or tidying before you clean up is an extra add-on service. Yes. So make sure you're charging accordingly. I've spoken to many who are picking up and then cleaning. And I'm like, so what are you charging? And they're also undercharging on the house. And they're like, legitimately, I thought this was part of what cleaning was. I go, it is. 
but it's a separate service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so make sure you're charging accordingly. Um, there's also the, I'm having a bad day and I'm going to call you names client and I'm going to curse at you and degrade you. Um, you uh, In 2000, I want to say it was 2016, I had to come up with a code of conduct. Believe it or not, I was actually amazed. I had been in business a long time by that point. And I, I had to come up with a code of conduct. So that means that you have to behave while my crew is on your property. And if you cannot behave and you're verbally abusive or whatnot, mm-hmm. I'm going to charge you for a cleaning and we're never going to come back. So if you come out and you call someone a derogatory name because she forgot something or you didn't like the way she did it, we're not your slaves. <laughs> and I, I and I'm not we, we don't even go to the whole like slave element of, you know, way back when. But we are paid service providers. We're not there because you feel that you are entitled to treat us poorly. We are there to provide a service and always remember that. I had the guy who lived in a 6,000 square foot home in a gated community here. And he was a single guy and another girl was with him, but I couldn't quite place what the relationship was. They clearly knew each other because they're in the same house. But I walked in with the cleaning crew because I wanted to check this job out because this guy gave me all kinds of bells and whiffle, what red flags. Red flags. he had said that he had had, um, this is the bond guy. He, he had other cleaning companies and they did, you know, they did the laundry, but they ruined his pants and all these other things. random, random like conversations. So I realized when I saw the 15 bongs on the countertop, that this guy was going to be a problem. And depending on your state, this is way before marijuana was legal in every state almost. And, um, we got in an argument over the fact that he wanted me and well, he wanted the girls to wash his bongs. Oh, and, yeah. And, and um, you know, that's that's your own gig. We don't wash bongs. We don't put them in the dishwasher. I don't really care what you do on your free time, but we're not involved in that process. We don't know what else you're smoking in with the the pot. I mean, it, the, there's all kinds of things that could go wrong in that scenario. But he was also the same individual who had the Game of Thrones like he had have his um his face superimposed in with one of the characters in his bedroom. I won't go into gory detail. <laughs> it's just like hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> so you just never know what's going on in people's minds, right? So never wash someone's bongs. They could smoke marijuana with fentanyl, and you could touch it and die. You just never know what is going on. So don't don't touch people's drug paraphernalia. Um, an agreement. Put that in your agreement that you don't right. touch that stuff. Right. And it's it's because they, they get really free with themselves and they expect you to just compensate for whatever things they don't want to do. Right. Because they think that the cleaners here to do all the icky stuff that you don't want to do. And we're here to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> make sure that you are not being cursed at, that you're being treated with respect. And um, they're, they're talking to you like we're in church. Right. We don't use curse words in church. You are expected to have a certain language and um, to act accordingly, right? We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. 
This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligence strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Another one too. Oh, I was going to say, no, I was going to say the client, like the next one that we were going to talk about was the one that those clients that try to teach you and show you how to clean, like, oh, oh. here, you can do this right. Or no, <laughs> maybe if you try it this way. Oh my gosh, that drove me nuts when they would do that. I was like, they watch you, like they watch you like a hawk and they're micromanaged. It's um a reference point, like the lady who we had to vacuum each section of the carpet three yep. times. It's um they mean well, they're not really meaning to be malicious, but they're in the way. You are not that's why I always rec- I know people have like jumped all over me because I love my clients and I totally get that because you're at that level in your business. But mm-hmm. as you get bigger and you start to scale, you want to put in those headphones because you really don't want to engage with the client. You've got two other houses to do. Yeah. Or maybe you're not cleaning and your cleaning tech has three houses to do. Um, whatever method you pick, those solos, triples, or doubles. And, and if you talk, it takes up time. Yeah. And you've got, you know, that master bath that's the size of your very first apartment, right? So <laughs> time is money. And so they'll they'll try to school you because after all, cleaners are stupid and we don't know what we're doing because we're not professionals because we're not a trade and we are. <laughs> so Training. it's a, yeah, it's always an interesting concept. And then, you know, they always have these weird products that were from 1990 that they haven't used in forever. And you try to pour it out of the bottle and it congeals. <laughs> it's like, it smells bad. It smells bad. You don't know how toxic it is. You're like, I'm not using that. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, so, um, we're going to talk a little bit about, I, I remember, I'm trying to remember it was, um, what was his name? Ferris. He wrote the book, um, the four hour work week. Is it Tim Ferris? Don't call me. You're my book reader. I don't read books. Um, so I believe it was Tim Ferris who decided way back when to, if you guys have read the four hour work week, you're like, Oh, this is such a great concept. And blah, blah, blah. He had some interesting ideas and theories in his book. It was great because he sold lots of them and it was timing and everything else. But what I remember most about the book is he had a fuck up fund. And um, basically you need to start accruing something for a situation like this. And um Sometimes mistakes happen with clients, right? You make a mistake, the cleaning crew makes a mistake, or they blender it, or they break something that's under, you know, X amount of dollars. Um, We have a clause in our paperwork that says anything over $100 has to be approved by the office. And that's where the fuck up fund comes from. So you, um, it's a petty cash usually fund, and it usually will house about $500 in there. It gets counted um, usually weekly. If you have an office and office staff so that there's an accountability that, okay, and then they have to sign to take out money for the fund. Usually, um, and this is cash, you can have it also done electronically. Um, mm-hmm. Just make sure that you get a signature for it so that you have some sort of accountability for it. But um, sometimes mistakes happen. So when you get a client on the phone it says, oh my God, I didn't really want to bring this to your attention, but this, 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 this and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this happened. You're like, oh my gosh, why is this person now bringing this to my attention? And then this has been going on for months and then they fester and then it becomes like this whole thing. 
is um, make sure you thank them for their time, for taking the time to tell you, because you don't know if you're not out in the in cleaning your own homes, you're assuming all's good, right? Until they say, well, it's not good. And then you're like, oh my gosh. But, uh, or maybe they broke a lamp and the lamp was from Ikea and you think it's a $25 item. So you just go, okay, well, I'm going to pay you 25 bucks and you're going to, you know, give your lamp to the cleaning tech. And here's your 25 bucks to go buy a new Ikea thing. We're very sorry. Um, so in those different circumstances, um, there was a cleaner here in town. I believe this was last year and, um, she didn't really quite know what she was doing. She didn't have the back end set up and, um, she cleaned for another business owner here in town and somehow or another, the lamp, it was like a Tiffany lamp, but it was a standing Tiffany lamp. And I'm like, this must be a newer one because most Tiffany lamps are not standing like freestanding six feet. Normal, real Tiffany lamps are always table-sized unless they're chandelier. Um, That's been my experience. I've never once seen one that's been modified, but if you find one, I'd love to see the picture. But in any case, she came up with an arbitrary price of $500 brand new. And this had been a family heirloom for two or three decades. And I'm like, there's no way to put a value of $500. So I'm trying to walk this individual through how to handle this client. And meanwhile, the other person who was a business owner is on social media just slamming this individual all over the place about how, you know, she did this and did that. And I guess the cleaner decided that she couldn't afford the $500 that this woman demanded to have and didn't know what to ha- happen. So I jumped in and I tried to be the mediator for the two of them. I figured since they were both business owners that we could come to a happy medium and we could remove this ugliness <laughs> off social media. And surprisingly, the business owner who was the customer, not the business owner who was the cleaner, decided that she had had enough chance to try to fix the problem. And now it was the justification of slamming this person all over social media. And I'm like, you know, this is really unprofessional. I'm surprised because you're a business owner yourself. You wouldn't want this done to you. And she's like, she deserves it. So there are those types of difficult clients as well. So make sure that you um, try to handle something. If if something breaks on accident, because, you know, if you guys listen to our interview with Angela Brown, she talks, you can't go to someone and say, I'm going to touch thousands of items in your home every single time I'm here. And I might break something. So It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're not perfect and we can't walk on water because if we could, we wouldn't be doing cleaning. (laughs) So we'd be doing other more important things. (laughs) And I was like thinking about it yesterday. I was like, my house is, I hurt my shoulder somehow and it's been hurting since like November. So my cleaning that I usually do has gone down. And so I've been trying to clean with my left hand and I'm looking around my kitchen. I'm like, oh, if I could just be Mary Poppins right now and snap my fingers and make it on water, boom, be done. But um, a lot of times I think that the customers just want to be heard. Like that was that's right. my biggest takeaway. Even now, like products, selling my products, I really want to hear the customer and I want, they want to just be listened to. So many times when you are um, listening to them, are you truly listening to them or are you already thinking about how you're going to respond? That is such a great area because we've become so I'm going to message you if you can and you have a complaint, get the person on the phone. You can hear so much by tones of voice yes. and then they can hear what you're saying. Listening works on both sides, right? Then they can hear you apologize. Saying I'm sorry in a messenger or a text message is not quite the same as, oh my gosh, 
Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Oh. I'm so very sorry this happened. Let me fix that for you. That mm-hmm. has more weight than a message on Messenger. And I know we've become, I don't want to say crippled, and this is norm. But when you have situations that require human engagement because someone is upset because they feel no one has listened to them. And in fact, when you send a message, no one has listened to them because it's there's no hearing involved. Yep. <laughs> so it goes, ways. it goes a long ways just by calling them. And then make sure, yeah, Kim is right. Make sure that you um, listen to what they have to say. And then um, telling them that they that you'll immediately address it. Don't just dismiss whatever it is. Or I've heard um, a, a business owner, not here, you always complain. <laughs> Wrong thing to say to a hostile, upset client. <laughs> not say that. <laughs> and then um, offer... If they bring it to your attention and it's within a certain time frame, offer to have the cleaning tech go back and fix it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when that happens, the customer will try to get something extra for free on top of it. Um, that's a great area up to you, whether you allow that or not. You know, sometimes that should be extra. Sometimes it's not. If you want to pacify them, you have to decide what that situation is. And if you're, you're going to bring the cleaning tech for your time. Yeah. And then um, with labor laws being the way they are, make sure that if you have to send a W-2, not a 1099, back for a reclean, that you, um, some states you don't have to pay for the reclean, and other states you that's a violation. Make mm-hmm. sure you're following whatever those labor laws are. And then what's the last thing, Kim? <clears throat> um, just the one giving partial refund as a last resort. Right. That's just, you know, if you really feel like it and you don't think that they're a red flag, uh, like a red flag kind of a customer, then go for it. I've dealt, I've had a customer where we did give part of a refund, but she was truly sincere. Like I felt bad and she wasn't one to take advantage of situations. It just happened and it just did not work out. Like it was just one of those things that just did not work out. And I was okay to just do a partial refund. And it was, I think it was like calm. It was equal on both sides. Right. And, and, Never offer to give a full refund unless in, in extreme circumstances, because you have labor, payroll yeah. taxes, all that stuff that goes along with having a crew at that person's house, especially if you have to go back and refix, like with the lady I gave with the court case experience, um, there's costs involved yes. and they don't see it. They only are upset and they're going to hold on to it and make you pay. And that's not what the way society should be at all, ever. <laughs> so um, partial refunds are good as a last resort. And once in a while you have to slide the money up and suck it over and say, take it and get out of my face. Never come back. I don't, you can't go You're blacklisted. whatever. Go <laughs> come out of the, <laughs> yep, exactly. So be prepared, you guys. Definitely. Is, I hope this helped you with learning how to deal with difficult clients and somehow. <laughs> Hopefully you're not offended by my naked stories. <laughs> I know. Do we have to bleep out these, these the cuss words? Um, you know, I've just been letting them ride. I haven't had any um, backlash, knock on wood. And um, <laughs> if I've offended you, just put your fingers in your ear. I don't, I try not to, I try to be PC as much as I can, but it really, Tim Ferriss, I believe did really call it. Yep. I like it. Hey, what's the term? Don't oh, forget to share and download. Oh, yeah. we both work at the same time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our brains are working at the same time yes down right. share we love you guys thank you for joining cleaning business life is sponsored by pure evergreen cleaning products that's p-u-r 
E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N.com. Pure Evergreen Cleaning Products.